So just like me, you might be a little bit surprised to hear what Joe Bendel, who's a productivity coach, has got to say about using productivity tools. Welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast. I'm your host, Osman Sharif from Rapid Transformation, and I'm here to help you get unstuck so you can rapidly grow your business. As a performance coach for small business owners, I know how vital it is for you to truly embrace entrepreneurship from the inside out, which includes transforming your mindset and using strategies that really work with your unique talents, skills, and entrepreneurial superpower. So are you ready to get out your way? Then let's get started. So welcome to episode number eight and have I got a very special conversation for you to eavesdrop into today. I had the pleasure of chatting to Joe Bendel, who is a very lively and full of energy lady, who is a productivity coach, and she helps women entrepreneurs, but it's okay if you're a guy, you'll still get so much from this episode, I promise you. She helps entrepreneurs to really get out of overwhelm through productivity tools and simple systems that create world success. So you might be just as surprised as I was when I heard what she had to say about actual tools in terms of how they are not really the answer to you being really productive. They are a part of the equation, but there's a lot more to it as well. So tune into this conversation where Joe and myself talk about taking that leap from being in the corporate world to growing her wildly successful business now, the ups and the downs, uh, the journey that she's went through, and how she's all about really living big. There's so many tangible and practical ways for you to really get out your own way during this episode, especially around mindset and how you can become and act more like the CEO of your business rather than the employee. So enjoy tuning into this conversation and as always you can find out all the relevant resource links over at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash eight. Let's dive straight in now. So welcome, welcome everybody. I have got a very, very, very special lady here with me for episode number eight. I'd love you to welcome the wonderful Joe Bendel. Hi Joe. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to have this conversation with you. Definitely. Do you know what I realized, Joe, is I feel like I know you so well over the years, but we've actually only met one time. And it was a super short meeting as well. It was. <laughs> I remember it well, just to let everybody know. I was in Bali working with Natalie Sisson on a retreat there. And Joe, who is a mutual friend of Natalie's, found out that we were there. And I just remember Joe coming in your moped or your, your scooter. Attempting to. Attempting to, yeah. <laughs> and it was quite late at night. And then we had a really short meeting around the swimming pool. It sounds all cool. I heard of you beforehand. And it was just great to kind of meet you in person. But since then, you've been traveling in the world. I feel like I've got to know you obviously when I came into your community to share about you know the entrepreneurial superpower so we're gonna have a great conversation today and I'm sure the listeners are gonna enjoy our kind of online virtual coffee chat that we're gonna be having today absolutely so kick us off obviously I know you came from the corporate world but give me a bit of your backstory that fill in the gaps in terms of what were you doing and what do you do now and make sure you you give the highlight of all the interesting ups and downs as well <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So blast from, blast from the past. So I actually was always in my corporate life, I was an executive PA. And um, I always used to work for like really high level um, executives in London. Um, and it always for me, like I, I just obviously I had this, well, you don't obviously like one of the things about me is my top um, value was freedom. 
So I always used to love traveling. I used to look at a map of the world and I'd be excited. But obviously I was tied to like four weeks holiday a year. Uh, and, and so what was really interesting for me over those years was that I was constantly like organizing, um, you know, as I said, like these high level executives, these big corporations. And what I began to see was like these people to show up differently. Um, and it was just so interesting to be like, they are where they are, these CEOs. Um, you can see like on a daily basis, you know, they're the ones exercising first thing in the morning. They've got how they show up was just, it was really fascinating for me to watch from that kind of angle and then to be to support them. So this was like, this went on for years and then I was like, oh, you know, it'd be great to have my own business, um, but I haven't really got any skills and don't know what I would do. Um, and then fast forward, I ended up uh, starting my own business as a virtual assistant. Ah, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. So that was six years ago. Um, six years ago, I started as a VA and I did that for about two years. And again, I was like supporting kind of like business owners, small business owners. And then again, kind of like seeing like the, the people that are successful show up differently, have got certain habits, mindsets, etc. And I guess this is just starting to sort of like click for me. I didn't really know at the time where it was going to take me. Um, I wasn't massively fulfilled as a VA. And also I, I had actually created a business that I could run from anywhere in the world, which was my desire. Um, but I wasn't really free at all because I was, you know, I was really attached to having to support these guys whenever they needed it. And, um, and I also knew that in me that this was kind of like a stepping stone. I felt at the time that this isn't what I'm meant to be doing, but I don't know what it is that I'm meant to be doing. And so I kind of had to just trust the process at that time. Um, and I played around for probably about six months um, thinking, Mm, not fulfilled, don't really, you know, this isn't hitting the spot, uh, but didn't really know what, what was next because I was definitely stuck in that mindset of how can I, you know, like I don't have anything else to offer. Um, and, yeah, and then it just transitioned from there. I've ended up um, ended up as a productivity coach, and now I can, I really feel, you know, like I've been doing this for three years. I know I really feel that this is what I'm meant to be doing. Um, it definitely has a completely different energy around it for me. Um, but that's kind of like the, the, the overview of what got me here. Yeah. Perfect. And I love the fact that even when we look back at our journey, sometimes obviously we can't join the dots going forward, but when we actually look back and we think, well, what is it that you do that that's your gift or your talents? Obviously, I'm sure even when you were the executive you know, PA and even a virtual assistant, it required you to use all those skills that you now coach and teach around about being productive and sorting yourself out. But, you know, it's funny how you didn't just jump from what you were doing straight to doing that because you probably often think, oh, no, no, that's that. I just do that. It's so inherent. How does that sound to you? Is that true for your case? Yeah, and I think what's really interesting as well is that anybody would think, oh, she's a productivity coach. She must be really organized, really productive. And I always want to sort of like just put my hand up and say, hey, do you know what? I am not the most productive person I know. But what I do know is that that is what I call, actually, I get excited about productivity because I have, for me personally, has been the vehicle to my dreams. Yeah. So where I was in a place that, you know, wasn't really free and didn't have that um, fulfillment. That is the, this is like the vehicle that I use to get me to the place where I did have um, the freedom. And like the freedom thing is a really important thing to talk about as well, because when I first became location independent, and I, 
I did that for three years, just over three years, like traveling the world, living out my suitcase. But when I first did it, I was like, oh, I'm super proud. You know, I um, left my boring life in the UK. I was super proud, but then was like, oh, what I've created is time freedom, but I don't have financial freedom. Um, and that's when I realized, okay, right. So the productivity thing is I was the biggest uh, rebel against having structure and routine. And this is why it's really great. I can really resonate with my clients because I'm like, I know, I really know what it feels like to say, no, I don't want to be tied down to this structure and this routine. But actually, there is so much truth. And I found out the hard way that freedom comes through discipline. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. The more structure that I gave myself, the more time off I could have. Then I became, then my business started to thrive. And then I could take time off without feeling guilty. And then, then I realized like just how, how powerful, it's self-mastery, right? It's, it's, it's like how powerful the productivity tools and that self-mastery is. But we have to flick the switch on our mindset to, to look at it from that perspective instead of just taking the tools and hoping that they're mm -hmm. going to change things. Definitely. And definitely we can dive into that a lot more in our conversation around, you know, where we can hold ourselves back around that productivity and systemize um, in our business. But what I'd love to take you back to is obviously I know you've been a digital nomad. You've lived that life for, was it three years that you said? Yeah. Yeah. And now tell me, where, where are you currently recording this? So I'm now in Malaga at my new home. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I, this, is a, this is quite interesting, which I did, definitely didn't see coming. But um, another part of that whole productivity is the vehicle to our dreams is that we, we could arrive somewhere, and I can remember last year, I was sat in Costa Rica, absolutely stunning views, sat there thinking, I have the most amazing clients, um, and I'm living my dream to travel the world and you know work from anywhere. Why do I feel unfulfilled? Yeah. Um, and then that, it became clear to me then um, that, okay, you know, you can outgrow your dreams and your goals, um, and and so then I kind of embarked on a couple of months of feeling a little bit lost of like, I don't know what I'm heading for. You know, I don't know what my focus is. And I can remember literally last June, so a year ago, I walked into a friend's house, a little apartment in Canada, and uh, looked at her shelves, her bookshelves. And I said, I just turned to her and I said, oh, I really want shelves. <laughs> and we both, we both just looked at each other and were like, I think you're ready for a home. <laughs> I remember seeing that on, I think it was Facebook or, or yeah. one of the, the platforms that I kind of follow you on. And, and I remember going, it's just in that moment. Sometimes it's that simple thing that makes you realize not that what you've created is wrong or you're not grateful for it, but it's that element of, okay, now what? And that's kind of where even I hear it so many times with my clients where sometimes they go, okay, I shouldn't feel, I shouldn't acknowledge that feeling because this is what I wanted to make happen and now I'm doing it. Come on, just be grateful and, you know, pipe down and go for it but what I loved in the story and obviously the conversation that we've had is that you know you've actually embraced some of those conversations and those times for you going hmm it's not feeling fulfilling but now what am I going to do and how do I kind of move things forward as well it's a really funny place to be when you've kind of like achieved something that was a massive dream for so long um and then be like okay hang on what's missing there's probably another story on its own but the whole house project of deciding that I wanted to have a base and then thinking, well, it could be anywhere in the world. I wonder where it will be. It's turned out that it's Spain. But even that has been really, really confronting, um, which is, I just say, isn't it fascinating to watch ourselves achieve our dreams? 
Yeah. Because it brings up, do you know what? It brought up a lot of uh, worthiness stuff for me. Ah, okay. like, um, yeah. And so again, like constantly doing the, the inner work of like, what is, um, well, getting out of my own way and seeing, um, okay, this is interesting. What's there for me to learn here? And, and then the biggest lesson for me is that, again, I, you know, we all have to keep learning this lesson of like, actually, there's the fear is there, but when we take action, the fear dissolves. Yeah. And that happened with the house. It was like a big thing. I felt really, you know, like all this, I'm not good enough came up and then I did it and I moved in and everything dropped away and I felt fine again. So action for the trumps again, you know. <laughs> Definitely, because a lot of it can be in our minds. And, you know, I put a question on, I know you commented it just a few minutes ago over on the, the Facebook group was, you know, I had a new client earlier today. And um, so this is the second session that we had. And obviously, I use a lot of video technology. And I just remember asking, you know, what's went well? And, you know, they were telling me what's went well. And I was like, right, where have some of the challenges been? And you know when you see in someone's eyes that they're it's like they're telling the teacher something's not went right. <laughs> and I remember looking and, and they're like, yeah, well, actually, there's a bit of a problem that I've got. And I was like, do you know something? Let, well, before we go into the problem, let me think about, well, what happens in your mind when we think about problems? And like, I hate having problems because it feels like I'm, I'm not doing something right. And I'm like, no, 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 we need to change that in the same way. Because, you know, often we get to certain places and we think once we've solved this, then I'll be fine. But what I find, and again, Joe, I'm sure you found that is every time that we grow, yeah. Our problems can grow as well. We actually have, I like to think about it as we have better quality problems or better quality challenges that we couldn't even think about before. Like even, you know, when you were sitting at your desk in London, you know, being that executive PA, I'm sure you weren't thinking, I wonder where I'll decide to buy my house in the world. <laughs> it wasn't even in your mind. Is that right? I certainly wasn't thinking, God, when I get to Costa Rica, I'm going to be like, hang on, what's this about? Yeah, <laughs> this definitely. beautiful destination. For sure, though, the... Um, agreeing with what you said is that you know that every every growth spurt we have will bring up some new things and that's that's basically what what just happened and um it's been fascinating to watch because of all of the personal development work i've done that i can see it's happening you know and it's like oh my goodness um i'm fascinated and i can't wait to come out the other end which i have now done so that's exciting yeah and i remember you saying just before we jumped on the call that you are on a self-imposed travel ban yeah, as well and um, <laughs> uh, i can relate to that after doing that a, a couple of months ago and um, so make sure that you do send your passport to me and um, so that you're not um you know tempted <laughs> to go and jump on that plane the problem with that is as, as all self-imposed travel bans are they're only a self-imposed travel ban until i change my mind <laughs> exactly that, that's freedom isn't it i suppose yeah. you, you get to choose what's what's right for you <laughs> So obviously, I know you're very much around productivity and helping people to be their most productive, to help them in their business particularly. So on the last episode, Joe, I talked about you know my t three top tips that I'm always banging on to my clients around mixing up your environments and how that can make a huge impact, um, the power of batching, and also the Pomodoro technique. So those are quite strategy elements. And I'm sure there are some of those elements that you share with your clients as well. But from your perspective, where do you see business owners getting stuck or getting in their own way when it comes to being productive and getting things done? Yeah, it's so interesting. Like even as a productivity coach, like one of the things that I will say is, you know what, the productivity tools don't work, right? <laughs> because they're not the first thing, they will work, but there are steps we need to do before that. Um, and so I can give everybody as many tools as they like, but how, you know, like so many of us have tried to get productive and then we've kind of fallen off the wagon. Because there's some fundamental things that we need to be fully aligned with to start with. So one of them is the fear. 
Like yeah. it doesn't matter how much of a um, you know a plan you've got or the tools that you've got. If fear is like you know fear can stop us. Yeah, totally agree. So we need to look at um, one is like that mindset side of like right okay, there's a reason I'm procrastinating, right? So what is it that I'm afraid of? I'm really kind of like peeling that back and getting that out in the open and just seeing it for what it is. Because that's just like freeing you up again to be able to go take that next leap. Um, and the other side of it is like climbing the wrong ladder. Like so many yep. <laughs> people are heading off in the should goals. You know, well, somebody else has set this goal. So I quite like the idea of that. I'll set that goal as well. And they don't achieve it or they achieve it and then they feel unfulfilled because it wasn't their goal. Um, now, I think, you know, like we all kind of know that when we do have a focus that really, really feels exciting, then we it's a lot easier to get up and, and take the action and be motivated. Um, so I think that when we're lacking things like uh, when we are doing procrastination or a bright, shiny object and going off in the wrong direction, etc., it's it's good to just come back and be like, is this my goal? Is this true for me um, and where I want to go? I'm really getting clear about what do I really desire? Um, because then when you're aligned to that, that's when the tools will work. And that's when it's really powerful. And as I say, like I get excited about productivity because there's there's two sides to it. There's that masculine side of like the, the, the Pomodoro and the, and the batching, and we need that. But we also need to have this feminine side of um, the mindset of like, is this the right goal for me? And what am I afraid of? And why am I procrastinating? And um, and things like that. So that's just something that I kind of just sort of put out there and be like, you know, it's okay if you've tried to get productive before and you failed because we've got to come back to that, you know, like start with why is almost the thing. Definitely. And I think that's kind of where I love the fact that we're so aligned in, yes. in what we, we talk about here. Because <laughs> um, even when I'm working with any client, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, is I like to keep things super, super simple. So, you know, I call it the rapid transformation formula, and it's about the right design, the right mindset, and the right strategies. But far too often, people go straight to the strategies. Yes, they are important. But like you say, it doesn't matter what system that you're using or strategies, if you have got no clue or no clarity about what that goal is or what you wanted to make happen and even if it is your goal or if you've got that mindset that you're thinking you know you're not as good enough as others or you've got those fear or those limiting beliefs so again often when I'm working with my clients we actually spend more time dealing with the the mindset or the design part and once you crack that the strategies are actually the really easy part that literally it starts to flow a lot easier they in that way in yeah yeah <laughs> And I actually, the, probably the biggest productivity tip I would give, because it's been the biggest game changer for me, was, um, yeah, as I said, when I really transitioned into being a productivity coach, I was classically getting in my own way, you know. Um, and so I just made a decision that, um, two things, I was going to embrace imperfect action. And seriously, that became my literal, my power mantra for three years, right? It was just like, right. I'm going to imperfect action is better than no action. And the other thing was I gave myself permission to just experiment. And so it kind of like dropped all this pressure of like trying to get everything right and knowing what the right next step was and was like, right, take imperfect action, experiment with things. And then from that, that's where the clarity will come. And honestly, the only reason I have my, my business now is because of those two things, because I gave myself permission to just take some action imperfectly the people that you know needed to hear it were going to get the results it didn't matter I mean I, I think back to my first ever 
productivity challenge which was like over three years ago and like <laughs> the videos are just like totally cringeworthy but at the time they did what they needed to do they um they helped other people and they got me out of my own way and i started to learn so imperfect action is probably my absolute randomly biggest productivity tip because it's what had the biggest impact for me Definitely. And I love that. And we talked about that um, in a previous episode as well, where it was like, you'll never be ready. And we can waste so much time and energy trying to get things to be perfect. Or, you know, when is that best time to launch that new product or to go out there or put myself out there even more? But actually, you know, what would you rather to have progress or to basically get nothing done? Because that's what I see. So many people can get so caught up in it that they overwhelm themselves or they get too much fear and they end up giving up instead of actually just taking those small steps. Yeah, and that fear, it dissolves when we take the small steps. And that's what's so, so exciting to watch when you give clients kind of permission to just imperfectly take another step and then they gain confidence and then they get clarity and then that is just, then they're off. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's really powerful. Um, and I, I think back to like how powerful having imperfect action as my mantra was. And it, it ended up that it became my default. So I would do things like I can remember hosting a webinar and I actually hung up on everybody right at the bit where I was <laughs> going to go tell them what they could purchase from me, right? <laughs> and um, it was like a big catastrophe and my absolute immediate reaction was, ah, imperfect action is better than no action. And so it became my default, which was what I really needed to just get out my own way. Um, but what was interesting was in exactly that same time in the Costa Rica example, I realized in that moment that I had outgrown my the thing that had propelled me forwards was imperfect action keep going Joe you're gonna you know this is what's gonna get you you know the clarity the confidence to where you want to go and I just realized it didn't have the power that it used to have over me and that I needed a new one um and then and so interestingly how it came about I was just like walking along and I'm thinking okay I need a new imperfect action what's it gonna be and it turned out that it was live big ah, okay yeah and like this is my thing like, if i say the words live big like i then instantly get out my own way the stop the thoughts change you know it's like so to, to give this like some practical like an example for people is that every day i will start my day by saying how can i live big today yeah. how can i live big more in this moment and and that doesn't mean like hustling and striving what it actually means for me is eating well, exercising, having the right thoughts, like the right taking, you know, like really looking after me. Um, and, and that is, if I start my day with that question, I get out my own way. Definitely. And it's going to look different for everybody, but those, those things have been really powerful for me. I love the fact that, you know, you've even realized that you outgrew that as well. I do that traditional thing where, you know, the new year comes and I think about, you know, what's my word or my phrase for the year ahead. And that definitely kind of helps me just center back in terms of, right, okay, you know, whenever I think I'm playing small or I'm not acting the way I want to. Um, and for example, you know, this year, it's all been about impact. And for me, I just love it in terms of even if I'm, you know, this podcast, for example, or a blog post or a conversation, or even when I see something on Facebook and in another group and I think, okay, somebody's got a question there. Could I help them? And I just go, right, even if it's a, a one comment and I go, as long as that's adding and making an impact for them, that's perfect in that way, rather than thinking it has to be overly complicated or just kind of like bigger than it actually has to be. Sometimes it's those small things 
that actually make the biggest impact is what I find. So I honestly believe that when we talk from, like, as I said, the productivity thing has got these two sides that, yes, we need these tools, but ultimately those shifts there, like, can I make that impact with that person? And it's it's coming back to our values. Like, if we know what our values are and we, and we come from that space, then actually it's easier to show up and take the action in your business. Um, the other thing you said about how do people trip themselves up, how, and I definitely did it as well, was like avoiding the structure. Like, you know, saying when I when I was, when I really created that freedom and hit the road, I was just like, woohoo. And then, and then realized, no. And there is so much power in the whole statement of freedom comes through discipline. Yeah. Um, and that's the one thing that I say now is to people that, honestly, the more structure we put in place, the more freedom we have, which means the more we can earn, the more time we can have, whatever it is your thing. Um, and so these tools, when we say, yeah, they're, you know, they're the next step, actually, the biggest thing is our habits. And there's a beautiful quote that I share everywhere is that, you know, people do not decide their futures. They decide their habits and their habits decide their futures. I love that. And that is insanely, <laughs> insanely powerful. When I realized my habits create my future, then I was just like, okay, am I showing up today? Are these habits going to take me to where I want to go? And then that's when you look at your productivity tools and go, okay, which habits do I need to make as my non-negotiables? Yeah, definitely. And I love it. And it, it puts you back in control as well because it's like it's down to you then to then embrace those habits and, and make them those strategies or those systems to then become those kind of habitual habits unconsciously as well. And I think that's exciting because then it is the choice of like, oh, okay, my habits create my future, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So what are some systems or kind of key habits that you now couldn't live without in your business and life that gives you complete freedom? I think what I call my secret weapon is, um, well, like reviews, like really um, reviewing what isn't, and this isn't just like a formal review, like literally constantly, it could be a five minute end of day review, could be a, a weekly review, but like the real secret weapon for me is that on a Friday afternoon, I hold what I call a CEO day, and that's when I need to show up as the CEO, and I turn it, it's got to be like a really beautiful ritual, so you know, if you're somebody that wants to do this, go to a nice cafe, or like really make it really special, um, and in that time, that's when I'm like, okay, reviewing the last week, what did and didn't work? Um, what, you know, what am I celebrating? Like really celebrating what, I've, what I have achieved. And then kind of brainstorming, like what, how do I want to be feeling this time next week? What would I have achieved? Okay, right. So then planning that out and breaking it down so that I never want to show up on Monday and think, you know, what should I focus on? It's like really, really clear that every single day next week, if I show up and do these particular tasks, I'm going to get to my weekly review feeling accomplished. So um, so I would say that reviews have been like the biggest the biggest thing for me because that means that I can still be flexible each week, Yeah. but I'm constantly looking at, hang on, why has this task been on here for three weeks in a row? Does that mean I need to let it go or it's, you know, it's not actually my goal or it needs to be done now? Or, you know, you, if you keep, keep checking in on your progress, then that's when that's when you can have a big impact on where you're heading. 
Definitely. And I love the fact that, you know, that links back to you know, what I talked about in episode seven as well is even batching tasks and working in different environments. So taking yourself to that that different place and actually being the, the CEO of your business. Um, and it just made me think, you know, I remember when I was a HR manager for Marks and Spencer's, every Monday afternoon, we as a, the senior management team would get together for that review of what happened last week, what are we doing this week, what are the learnings? And it was that discipline. But what I kind of find, and I'll put my hand up to this as well, is when we become our own boss, especially if you come from the corporate world, some of those actual tried and tested things that worked in the corporate world, we kind of forget or we we poo-poo, we think, oh, we don't need that. But actually, um, it does make such a, a powerful difference in terms of, right, it keeps you on track and it gets you to think about, well, where do I need to pivot? Why is that, you know, the thing that's been on my to-do list over and over again? And what can I do to move that forward? I think that it's really important to acknowledge that, that what used to work in corporate can't, you can still take parts of that. And really like, we need to be all showing up more as the boss of our business. And like, if you get to the end of the week and you said to your boss, uh, you know, in your old job, sorry, I just didn't have time for that. Oh, sorry. You know, like I did, I, I couldn't be bothered to do that. Or pre- you know, like that's not okay, but we are doing that, you know? So, um, yeah, I think, so coming back to like, right, what are the habits on a weekly, monthly, daily basis? That I would implement and I imagining that okay you're already the you know the the successful business owner that you want to be you may have a big financial goal say that that's your reality how do you show up so I have my weekly review like every single morning I do my what I call a mighty 90 so that's before I check emails before I go on social media and let's be honest this is the ideal world I'm not always winning at it but um so this mighty 90 happens and in that time I'm working on my weekly goals, the business development things that are going to move my business forward. And once they're done, then I can get distracted by what everybody else needs from me. Yeah. And so those like really getting clear about what what little things do I need to add in? So my mighty 90 at the end of the day, just taking five minutes to one high five yourself for what you did achieve, because that's building momentum to, you know, building the muscle of achieving. And then taking just a few minutes to go, like, what will I achieve in, in tomorrow's Mighty 90? Then when you start that morning, you do it. You move, and if you just do that, you're going to make a big difference. Absolutely. Because that then becomes a, a habit and a pattern for you to then recognize even a lot quicker, you know, when you think things are maybe going off track or, you know, even during the week where you think, mm, I'm not being as productive or I'm procrastinating around that. You know, I'm sure like like me, you, you don't have to wait necessarily for that review for you to go, uh, uh, kick yourself up the backside here. Something yeah. needs to change um, so that when you are you know, speaking to yourself as a CEO, you are then reporting in terms of, no, this is what I noticed and this is what uh, I did to course correct in that way as well. Yeah, totally. And like, and also it's lots, it can be a lot simpler than we make it. We don't have to have complex strategies and systems to be able to become productive. But if you've got some, just these simple habits that you show up and consistently use, I, I really do believe that if we end our day with that end of day review and then start it in the morning around um, 90 minutes of focused time, if they're the only two things you do for the next month, it will be impactful. Definitely, definitely. So that's a great call to action and a suggestion for all the listeners in terms of how can you put that 90 um, into your world as well. On that note, I'd love to hear your thoughts because there's not just one way in terms of one system that works for everybody. And we'll talk about that in a moment around your, your superpower. But when it comes to Joe setting goals, 
what time scales do you typically work with? You know, are you a person that sets goals in terms of for like 90 days, a year, longer, shorter? What works for you? Yeah, that is such a good question. And I have tried lots of different things with this. So I really love, um, and actually it was um, Natalie Sisson that introduced me to this about four years ago was the painted picture. So I really love, and I do, I kind of do it for 12 months. So I'm just like, right, 12 months time, you know, what would it look like in the present tense, all these different areas. So that's kind of like my big picture. It's not really a goal, but it's directed me to where I want my goals to go. And um, then I will have 90 day goals. And, but my big thing is weekly goals because, and it depends where you are in your business, because now I can set goals I can set 90 day goals quite easily and probably further further as well. But a lot of people are still course correcting. So I don't I wouldn't encourage people to set really long term goals because I think, right, if we set a week, a, a monthly goal and then uh, so my clients, we set this monthly goal and then we break it down into weekly goals. So every week you've got a bite sized goal to go for. Um, and then at the end of the month, if you haven't quite achieved it and there might be great reason for that. Then you can be like, oh, okay, so next month's goals needs to be sort of, you know, shifted. Whereas if you set 90-day goals, and then it kind of like, then you feel like, it's just sometimes it can be a, not a great use of time to plan too far in advance. But it does depend where you are in your business. Definitely. And I love the fact that I think it depends on where you are in your business, but also your personality as well. Because for yeah. some people, they could be quite comfortable with the, this is where I'm going for the year ahead. But for others, that could be quite terrifying, or it could waste a lot of time because they're second guessing themselves, they're thinking, is that the right goals? Or, oh, I'm, I'm a month in and it's not happened the way I wanted it to happen. So that's why I, I personally love that element of, you know, have the, the vision of what works for you, whether it's a painted picture or a version, and then just finding that sweet spot for you. Personally, for me, it is that 90 days so that I can then go, right, how do I break that down into the monthly goals? But for other people, even if it is just that a weekly goal can make a difference as long as it is moving you forward as well. Definitely. And I, I really do encourage people that are just starting out with like really trying to get their productivity on is that if you set yourself a seven day goal, yeah. one business and one personal every week, like potentially that's 52 personal goals, 52 personal uh, business goals that you've achieved in a year. Now, what would that do to your business? What would it do to your life? You know, like make it simple because it is like building a muscle. Like if we make it easy, then we can then grow from that. And then you'll get to the stage where, oh, okay, I've, I do this every week. Now I can set longer term goals and I can show up. For that. I can set bigger goals. And the other thing about goals is like, and this again is a personality thing, but I used to always set small goals because I didn't like not meeting them. And then I, you know, as I've grown, I've realized actually it's okay for me to set big goals that I don't meet because who do I need to become in the process yeah. to try and uh, try and reach it? And those are the things that are just, it just comes with like taking action, taking one step at a time, trusting, not needing everything to look perfect. That's when you grow as a person, you get your clarity, your confidence, and that's exciting. Definitely, definitely. And I love the fact that even when you think about it, you, you've got a way that's worked for you and it's all been through trial and error and then helping you to go, right, what works for me? So even when you said that, you know, if you do like one personal goal and one business goal a week, and then it's like you've then achieved like 52 in the year. And for, for exactly when you reframe it that way, you start to go, actually, that is really powerful when you think about it that way. 
So we obviously earlier this year, or, or actually late last year, I think it was, um, I introduced you to the topic of wealth dynamics and the entrepreneurial superpower because a lot of our mutual friends knew what their superpowers were and we had this conversation. And I didn't. And you didn't. And I was like, well, Joe needs to know what her superpower is. And this is one thing that I use with all of my clients and I shared that in your group as well. Yeah. So you came out as a creator profile with a secondary profile being a mechanic, which totally makes sense. And we, we obviously had a conversation around that. Um, so since then, Joe, how would you say knowing your personality and knowing your, your superpower, how has that helped you in terms of growing your business or knowing where sometimes you could hold yourself back as well? Do you know what? It's really powerful, actually, because I did not see myself as a creator. I didn't see myself in that way at all. Um, and then the more that I learned about it, the more I could see why things were or weren't working so well in my business. Um, and so it actually had a big impact and um, probably on how I allow myself to be supported the most because, yeah. you know, I always knew that just because I can do something doesn't mean I should. But this really highlighted how important it was to hand over some stuff that actually um, wasn't necessarily, not that it wasn't my strengths, but just I, it's better for me to not be doing it because I'm holding it up. So I think for me, it's been without knowing that I would keep my business quite small. Um, and so if you don't have this information, you kind of do do playing it small. But because I'm, I know it, I know I can see where it can scale because of what I now know. So I mean, I'm definitely still a work in progress, but it's, it's, um, it's been very, very eye-opening for my business and to see that how I, would, how I could keep it stuck actually by not having this info yeah and remember when we had that conversation in your group call it was like it was like oh that's why I went from that you know in the earlier days I went from that project to that project and yes. whenever I got to that point thinking ah okay what's next you know especially with a creator it can often be that element of it's not that things aren't working it's just that you've been there done there yeah. you know bored <laughs> um, yeah. which isn't that great for obviously productivity if you don't build those habits so it's about how do you keep consistent to what that that goal is it's definitely interesting about my offerings as well. And I can I, I watch it with like the things I offer. And now I'm like, okay, so maybe my membership, I need to have like a community manager or you know, like you know what you need then to be able to make it better for everyone else. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So for anybody that's sitting here listening or wherever you're listening to this on a treadmill or in the car or running and you're thinking, what is my superpower? I am going to dedicate a whole episode to this next week. So make sure that you do come back and tune in. Um, but also you can find it more over at the show notes at rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash eight. So Joe, what exciting things have you got coming up in your world in the, the months and even the year ahead? Oh, well, I'm super excited to see what it's going to be like, what impact having a home base again is going to have on uh, my life and my business. Um, so at the moment, I'm we're heading, because it's, uh, it's June as we're recording this, I'm um, about to host a six-month planning workshop for my community. And I just feel like, talking about goals and that, that it's a really nice time of year to be um, kind of like wiping that slate clean and saying, right, what do I, what, you know, what am I going to rock the next six months? So, um, yeah, really just carry on focusing on what's already working in the business. Yeah. Um, for me, which is exciting. Yeah. Perfect. perfect. And that, I must admit as well, I love that time of year. I love the, even though it's bizarre because the time of year is just a, it's a linear notion, isn't it? It's just a perception. But you know, when you get to the end of the year and you go, right, okay, January's coming. How do I kind of start afresh? And even when we get to kind of the halfway 
point for me. It's that refreshing kind of element going, okay, let's plug back in. Let's look at what's going well, what could be improved, what needs to be adjusted. And am I actually going away on a family holiday really soon? And I made the decision um, to my, my wife's delight that I'm not going to take any business books I'm not even taking anything because, you know, I love reading and I love learning. But sometimes, you know, when you're trying to kind of unplug and then you're sitting there reading the next book that everybody's talking about and you go, all these ideas then come up in your mind. So I thought, I'm not actually going to listen to any podcast. I'm not going to listen to or read any books. And I'm literally just going to take that time just to, you know, relax and also just kind of tap into, well, what am I doing well? What what am I proud of? And, and when I come back, and I definitely think that will give me that that. That, that energy to get into that second um, part of the year as well. That space is just so magical and we give it ourselves, definitely. Um, and yeah, because for me, I'm really excited about like immersing myself in, in, in Malaga and like finding a life here and that. And so just having a different element as well is so good for our business as well as our, you know, as well as us and everyone around us. So yeah, very exciting. Exactly. And definitely do me a favor though, Joe, can you start to put some more less glamorous pictures of Malaga on, on your Instagram? You know, I, w- I want the shots of when it's raining, when it's miserable, you know, not all the ones I'm looking at going, oh, that, that looks cool. Yeah, she made the right decision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, Joe, we could obviously chat for hours and hours, as always. Um, but where can people find out more about you to find out what you do and, and where do you hang out? Um, so, my website is joebendel.com. Um, best place to hang out with me is in my Productivity Boosters Facebook group. That is for female entrepreneurs, um, but that's where I would hang out. Um, but yeah, and I'm also on Instagram as well. I think I'm Joe underscore Bendel there. I'll put all those links in the show notes and you can find them over at rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash eight. So once again, thank you, Joe. It's been a real pleasure. Um, thank you for all the taking us on that journey and all the tips and the, 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 the strategies that you've kind of shared throughout this episode. I'm sure it's given lots of the listeners some food for thought in terms of keeping things really simple. And it doesn't have to be overcomplicated, but it's all about those daily habits that can actually move things forward. So just to put you on the spot here and end, what was that quote that you shared that really kind of resonates with you? People do not create their futures, they create their habits and their habits create their futures. I think that is a perfect way to wrap up this episode. So thank you so much. And I look forward to hopefully having you on the podcast again in the future and seeing how the rest of your journey goes from here as well, Joe. Thank you so much. If you feel like you're still just scratching the surface and growing your business, and even with all the action that you're taking, you still regularly feel stuck or frustrated, then the chances are you're hitting one of the three business growth blocks that many entrepreneurs and business owners face. But don't worry, you can rapidly transform that from today. Simply start by taking my free business growth block quiz to see if your design, mindset and strategies are currently working for you or against you. Your results will help you put your finger on the elements that need your immediate focus. Plus, you'll also get access to a short video series with lots of practical ways to either fine-tune or overhaul each of these essential foundations. Take the free quiz now over at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash quiz.